the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Just as the Apostle John, when he was left alone on the island of Patmos, received the revelation of Jesus Christ. Often it's when we're left alone that God gives us a revelation of himself when there's no friends around and no busyness and no hectic schedule and no distractions. God can speak to us and God can reveal himself to us. It's good to get alone with the Lord and your Bible. Just give God the opportunity to speak to you. Do you remember being afraid to be alone as a child? As an adult, it's another story. Being alone gives you an opportunity to relax and reflect. In today's message, Pastor Dan explains that alone time is another opportunity to hear from God. In the Bible, God revealed himself to people when they were alone. Be sure to carve out some time to be alone and study God's Word, to wait patiently for Him to speak to you and reveal Himself to you. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 10 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Daniel chapter 10, Ephesians chapter 6. Well, chapter 10 begins the final section of the book of Daniel. Chapter 10, beginning in verse 1, it says, In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. Remember, that was his Babylonian name. The message was true, but the appointed time was long. And he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now, Daniel at this point was at least 85 years old. And Daniel had not slowed down spiritually at all. As we can see here, you know, he, he, he's not just coasting in his old age spiritually. He's, he's not relaxing. He's not taking his foot off the gas now that he's in his 80s. He's still spiritually engaged even in his old age. He, we see him still praying, still fasting, still seeking the Lord. And he was still receiving fresh vision and revelation from God. I love that. You know, in the Psalms, in Psalm 71, the psalmist writes, And now, in my old age, don't set me aside. Don't abandon me when my strength is failing. Now that I'm old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all who come 
after me. The psalmist says, in my old age, when I'm old and gray, I don't want to be set aside. I still want to be used by you, Lord, to reach the next generation. I don't want to just coast along to heaven. But I want to be used all the, all the way. Uh, you know, George Mueller lived in England in the 1800s. And the Lord used George Mueller to start an orphanage. And during his lifetime, Mueller cared for over 10,000 orphans. And he started 117 Christian schools and educated 120,000 children. And then, when George Mueller was 71 years old, he became a missionary. And he traveled over 200,000 miles as a missionary to five continents. And he ministered on the mission field until he was 88 years old and just became too physically unable to continue. You know, at a time when most people retire and relax and take it easy, Mueller went on the mission field. He became a missionary. Just like Daniel was still fully engaged spiritually well into his 80s. You know, Daniel could have said, I used to pray All the time. I used to pray three times a day. Even when it was illegal to pray, I prayed. He could have said, I I was thrown into a lion's den for my faith when I was a younger man. I've, I've done it all. I've been there. I've done that spiritually. And now that I'm old, I'm just going to kick back a bit. I'm going to retire. I'm not going to be so fervent for the Lord and so zealous for God. No. Daniel was still praying, still fasting, still seeking God, still receiving new revelation from God. Oh, that we would continue to pursue Jesus all the way until the day that he takes us home to be with him. Until the day of Christ Jesus, would we be praying and in the word of God and seeking him. And may God continue to give us fresh revelation, fresh understanding, fresh insight into his word. Well into old age. May we never just coast and say, well, I'm going to heaven. Well, I'm saved. Now I can just take it easy. We see in verse 1 that it was the third year of King Cyrus of Persia. We'll talk about that some more in a minute. Daniel was fasting when he received this message from the Lord. That's important to note. Daniel was fasting when he received this message from the Lord. What is fasting? Well, fasting is simply denying the physical to concentrate on the spiritual. To deny myself of something physical so I can concentrate on the spiritual. And what we see with Daniel's fast here, it wasn't a complete fast or a total fast. It was a partial fast. He didn't stop eating all food, but only certain foods. And verse 3, Daniel says, I ate no pleasant food. That means no sweets, no cakes, no cookies, no Krispy Kreme donuts, nothing like that. You know, the pleasant food, the stuff you enjoy eating. And no meat, so no burgers, no barbecue. 
At this point, you might be thinking, well, if he's not eating sweets and he's not eating meat, (laughs) what is he eating? No wine, no alcohol. He said, nor did I anoint myself at all for for three weeks. This is a partial fast. And and with a partial fast, you you may abstain from certain foods like sweets or, or meats for a period of time, maybe for days or weeks or even for months. Or with a partial fast, you may just skip over certain meals like skip lunch so you can focus on the Lord during your lunchtime and pray and seek the Lord. Or you could deny your flesh in other ways. You could fast from television or social media or the Internet or watching sports or whatever it may be. Again, the purpose is to deny the physical so you can concentrate on the spiritual. And Daniel was fasting. And as Daniel denied his flesh and focused on the spiritual, he received this message from the Lord. The fast, in a sense, caused Daniel to be tuned so that he could hear from the Lord. Notice also it says in verse 2 that Daniel was mourning for three weeks. Now, why was Daniel fasting and mourning? We aren't told specifically. But we are told, again, going back to verse 1, that it was the third year of the reign of Cyrus of Persia. And I think that gives us a clue as to why Daniel was mourning and fasting. In the book of Ezra, chapter 1, we learn that in the first year of the reign of Cyrus, so Daniel's writing this in the third year of Cyrus, in the first year of the reign of Cyrus, Cyrus issued a decree that gave the Jewish people permission to return home to Jerusalem and to rebuild their temple. The captivity was over. And the Jews could return to their homeland. They could return to Jerusalem. They could rebuild their temple and begin worshiping their God again as they did before the captivity. Now, you you may think all the Jewish people would want to return to their homeland now that they finally have the opportunity that everybody's going to go. There's going to be this mass exodus out of the Persian Empire, out of the city of Babylon, everybody going back to Jerusalem. But as you read through Ezra, you find that of all the Jews living in the former Babylonian Empire, which may have numbered in the millions at this point, only about 49,000 returned to their homeland to rebuild the temple and to seek God. What about everybody else? The vast majority of the Jewish people chose to stay in Babylon. They grew comfortable. In Babylon, they didn't want to leave Babylon. They didn't want to return to their homeland and rebuild the temple and restore the nation. They were happy to live in Babylon as Babylonians. They liked being Babylonians. Now, Daniel himself was too old to return back. But he was heartbroken to see so few people wanted to return to Jerusalem or had a desire to Worship God and rebuild the temple and reinstitute the worship of God as God intended. He was broken hearted to see that so many of his fellow Jews had just grown comfortable in Babylon. And said, yeah, I don't think I want to go. I think I want to stay here. Can't help but think of what is happening in the United States over the last year with the church in particular. You know, there's a bunch of churches that are still closed. That have just decided, oh, we're not going to open. 
We're just going to stay closed. It's easier just to do church online. I was at a pastor's conference recently, and there was a guy that spoke there, and he talked about contacting the pastors in his community, asking them if they would open their churches back up. And he had, he had one guy tell him, one pastor tell him, actually, we're receiving more tithes and offerings now that we're closed. And he had another say, you know, I record all my videos on Wednesdays and I have a long weekend now. You should stay closed, he was told. Or you have, at the same time, you have many people who profess Christ who have just decided not to return back to church. I'll just watch it online. It's easier. I'll just stay home. Even though the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. There's a huge percentage of people who professed Christ, who were attending church in person before the pandemic, who've just decided, I'm not going back. I'm just going to stay home now. And they're able to go go to church. It's not that they're physically or medically unable to go. It's just, I'm just going to stay It's just easier to watch it online. And it's heartbreaking. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. It's heartbreaking to see, and Daniel was heartbroken to see so few of his Jewish brothers and sisters that had a desire to return back to Jerusalem when given the opportunity. They just didn't want to go. They'd rather stay in Babylon. Not only that, not only did very few people return to Jerusalem, but as you continue to read in Ezra, when you get to Ezra chapter 4, you see that those who did return, that small number who did return to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. They ran into a bunch of opposition once they got there. They got discouraged and they quit soon after they started. They just quit. They quit working on the temple. They began to focus on working on their their own houses in Jerusalem. And then in Haggai chapter 1, I know there really really is a book called Haggai in your Bible. Uh, In Haggai chapter 1, The Lord says to those who return to Jerusalem and quit working on the temple, he said, why are you living in luxurious houses while my house lies in ruins? This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. Look at what's happening to you. Listen to what it says. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but you are not satisfied. You drink, but are still thirsty. You put on clothes, but cannot keep warm. Your wages disappear as though you were putting them in pockets filled with holes. Ever feel like that? Like your pockets have holes in them? Where'd all my money go? This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Look at what is happening to you. Now go up into the hills, bring down timber and rebuild my house. 
Then I will take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You hope for rich harvest, but they were poor. And when you brought your harvest home, I blew it away. Why? Because my house lies in ruin, says the Lord of heaven's armies, while all of you are busy building your own fine houses. They weren't seeking first the kingdom of God in Jerusalem, and they suffered for it. How did they suffer? Economically. And all these economic problems in the, in the country. Because they weren't seeking first the kingdom of God. They weren't making God preeminent in the country. Isn't that interesting? So apparently Daniel hears this news of what's happening in Jerusalem. He sees that very few people have returned and he's grieved. And so he's fasting, he's praying. And as he's fasting and praying, he receives this message from God. And the message is given to us in chapters 11 and 12. Notice it says the message was true, meaning it will come to pass. It's trustworthy. And the appointed time was long. And you might have a little footnote there in your Bible for that phrase. The appointed time was long. The the phrase has the idea of intense battle or great conflict. Daniel learned that his people would experience great suffering in the years ahead. It's going to be a long, intense battle for the Jewish people all the way up to the kingdom age, which has been true so far. And so verse four now. Now, on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris River, I lifted my eyes and looked and behold, a certain man clothed in linen whose waist was girded with gold. His body was like barrel, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze and color, and the sound of his words were like the voice of a multitude. Now, note this. Daniel is fasting. He's praying for three weeks. When God gives him a vision of a man, he gives him a revelation. And who does he see in this revelation? He sees Jesus Christ in this revelation. This description here is nearly identical to the description of Jesus in Revelation chapter 1, verses 13 to 15. I'll read it to you. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about the chest with a gold band. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. So get this, as Daniel was praying and fasting, Daniel is given a vision of Jesus Christ. This is what's known as a Christophany, an Old Testament appearance of Jesus Christ. Verse 7, And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision For the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. Interesting, those that were with Daniel at the time he received this vision of Jesus Christ, they became terrified. They didn't see it themselves. Daniel sees it and somehow communicates to them what he has seen. 
and they become terrified. They fled away and hid themselves from Daniel. Now, you may find in your own life that when the Lord begins to reveal himself to you, others around you perhaps may flee away from you and hide themselves from you and not really want to hang out with you anymore. Once you start sharing with them what the Lord has revealed to you and what the Lord has said to you and what the Lord has spoken to you or how the Lord is working in your life, you may find that some of your non-believing friends don't want to hang out around you anymore. And they may stop calling or texting or inviting you places with them. And you may feel like they're hiding themselves from you. You know, Jesus said, do not think I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Jesus divides. He divides relationships. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 14, the Apostle Paul writes, listen to what he says. The world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Now, we we usually uh, get that first part and kind of forget about the second part of what Paul said. The world is crucified to me. Now that I'm in Christ, I'm not interested in worldly things. The world is dead to me. But the other part, because I'm in Christ, I'm crucified to the world. To the world, I've died. The world's not interested in me now that I'm following Christ. Daniel's friends split once he got this vision of Jesus Christ. Verse 8 says, Therefore, I was left alone when I saw this great vision, and no strength remained in me, for my vigor was turned to frailty in me, and I retained no strength. When did Daniel see this great vision of Jesus Christ? When he was left alone. Just as the Apostle John, when he was left alone on the island of Patmos, received the revelation of Jesus Christ. Often it's when we're left alone that God gives us a revelation of himself. When there's no friends around and no busyness and no hectic schedule and no distractions, God can speak to us and God can reveal himself to us. It's good to get alone with the Lord and your Bible. And just give God the opportunity to speak to you. Again, he he says, I was left alone when I saw this great vision and no strength remained in me. My vigor was turned to frailty in me. And I retained no strength. Daniel was undone. By what he saw, by what God showed him, he's he's just completely wiped out here. He's got no strength. Verse nine, yet. I heard the sound of his words, and while I heard the sound of his words, I I was in a deep sleep on my face, (laughs) with my face to the ground. Daniel fell on his face. He, He passes out from seeing this vision of Jesus Christ. Again, much like John in the book of Revelation, when he saw the Lord, it says he fell at his feet as if he were a dead man. Or like Isaiah the prophet, Isaiah chapter 6, he sees the Lord high and lifted up, seated on his throne in heaven, and the, you know, the, the train of the Lord fills the temple in heaven. And Isaiah said, Woe is me, for I'm undone. He asked me how I know, and I say, Bring 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Daniel. This Old Testament book of history and prophecy has much more to teach you about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions or would like someone to pray with you, please don't hesitate to connect with us. You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. That number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There will be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. If you're unable to be with us in person right now, we do have the option for you to live stream our services. Just visit calvaryec.com to connect. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor Dan's additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.